Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, this man stands before you healed. He is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation exists in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So that verse kind of summarizes um, and gets at the heart of what we want to talk about today, which is a big topic that we've been wanting to get to for a while, which is the topic of uh, Ong Song Hong. And so uh, Christ Ong Song Hong is the... Um, in a way, the founder of the World Mission Society Church of God, but in reality, he's really not, um, because much of what the World Mission Society Church of God teaches, um, he did not himself believe or teach. Um, but uh, there's there's a lot of interesting facts about Ong Song Hong about his uh, about his life, and then about like even his beliefs, his doctrines, um, and and. Um, especially his disagreements with core doctrinal beliefs of the World Mission Society, Church of God. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Today we're talking about Ahn Song Hong, this video, um, uh, or if you're listening on the podcast, this podcast is, is for that purpose, to um, share with you some of those uh, those facts about him, who he is, what he believed, and hopefully that'll help you to determine um, whether or not the World Mission Society is a group that you want to be a part of or that you want to stay in if you're in. Um, and, and then two, uh, it, hopefully we can help equip you if you have family members, if you're um, encountering these guys personally, or if you have fam family mem members you're trying to deal with and help um, get out of this group. These are going to be, I think, some really good, clear facts um, that go clear back to uh, you know, who they believe is, is Christ, the second coming Christ. Um, some interesting facts that will be very beneficial for you to know. Um, so, yeah, so we got Jesse's back with me today. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to just to let you guys know, we don't talk much about ourselves, but um, Jesse is actually my brother-in-law, right? Sadly. Yes. Yeah. You're lucky enough to uh, <laughs> gotten that benefit, yeah. And so... Um, yeah, so Jesse, maybe just talk a little bit about like <clears throat> why why we're doing this again. Like, what? Why are we here tonight? Mm -hmm. Making making um, not necessarily like you know. I kind of talk about why we're making this video about Hong Song Hong, but right. why as a, in general are we doing yeah. this? Yeah, it's uh, our heart in this <clears throat> is so very clear that we. Um, obviously we've all had encounters with this, uh, church and, um, uh, we, me and Jordan both have done some ministry towards maybe, uh, you know, other, uh, false gospels and, uh, cults in our area. But this one specifically we've noticed is growing a lot. It's, um, we've run into them a lot. My dad's actually a pastor and he was just at a, uh, Bible or a, a Christian bookstore to buy a new Bible. And lo and behold, there was a uh, World Mission Society Church of God guy just camping out in the Bible section, uh, waiting to evangelize mm -hmm. people. So my dad even, he knows we do these videos, but he got firsthand experience. And I think tonight as he's preaching, he's gonna bring that up for the uh, just deception and stuff. And so so our heart is really uh, to just bring clarity to 
to, to preach something big for us as me and Jordan are on a, a ministry team is um, sonship, is identity in Jesus. And uh, as we talk to these guys, we realize there is a huge lack of identity in Jesus, obviously, because they pull away from Jesus. Um, but also our heart is not to, we just, we both have different schedules. We have families and different things, but something that's energized us to make more of these videos is um, you guys that are reaching out. So just, it, it's just near and dear to our heart. And especially when we get comments that uh, these videos have helped people either leave or help people who have family members. Um, so yeah, that's our heart is to help equip. It's not to attack these guys. Obviously we hope and we pray that uh, members will be watching this right now. And uh, even if they, like we saw somebody comment, if they have to watch this multiple times to hear what we're saying, uh, we pray that it would uh, cut deep and they would hear the words, but also for people who uh, maybe have a spouse or somebody in the church and just feel like it's a lost cause, uh, we wanna be here for you. We wanna show you that they may seem like they know their Bible better, but uh, they are missing the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, yeah, so that compels us. Nope. Yes, definitely. Um, so, yeah, so today um, we're going to talk about Ong Song Hong again. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think before we get into that, I wanted to say, too, after Jesse said all that, that if this is this is probably going to be a very long-standing invitation, but if you're a member um, and you want to, we're, we're, just, we're just opening up the invitation, that if you're a member and you're, you want to maybe give your point of view on video, we would we would love to be able to sit down in a video and and do like a Google Hangout or something that can be recorded and let you as a member um, of the World Mission Society yeah. give your point of view and and we don't want to have a debate. We yeah. don't. We're not asking you to enter into a debate with us. What we're asking is that you would, um, if anybody is willing to just have a dialogue, have a discussion where yeah. all, we. We will, um, hopefully you can see in the videos we're making that it, we do, though we probably don't always do it perfectly, of course, but we strive to remain in a spirit of love and respect. And, yeah. and so that would be our goal in that. But we, we, we think it'd be interesting for people watching to be able to just see yeah. the different perspectives and to hear not just us giving our our view of the matter, but for you to then be able to give your view and and try to you know back that up from the Bible, and then we can just have a, a dialogue about that. Um, and then also, we're still looking for former members. If you're a former member and you want to, you're interested in sharing your story, um, email us at uh, contact at greatlightstudios.com because we're we're still kind of looking for some people that that we could do interviews of, and we have some things lined up that we're, we're still trying to get get some of those worked out. Um, so, Ong Song Hong, um, we, we read at the beginning, we read Acts 4, um, I think it was 412. Um, <clears throat> and so the reason we did that is because obviously one of the foundational <coughs> beliefs of the World Mission Society Church of God is that Ong Song Hong is second coming Christ and it's only through him and through his name that we can now be saved. Mm. Um, so... First off, um, what we're going to do, just so you know, we're going to get into his book, um, the book that he read. What's what's the title of that book, Jesse? Oh, man, it's a uh, oh, interpretation on New Jerusalem and the issue of head coverings of uh, brides. Okay, so this is a book Ong that Ong Song Hong wrote 
um, that you as members or you, you know, whoever you are, you may or may not have heard about this. If you are a member, you need to know about this book. You need to know that this is something your your, who you believe is second coming Christ, he wrote this book, this mm-hmm. this book full of information of his own beliefs. If this, if if I were in your shoes, I would desperately want to get this book and find out what he said because this is who you believe is is the second coming Christ. I yeah. would want to do anything I could to get a hold of any of his words. And so we're going to talk about that and some very interesting things that he taught in that book. Before we do that, we just wanted to very quickly list, kind of just list through and talk really briefly about some interesting and somewhat shocking facts about Aung San Hong. Um, the first one is that he was divorced. Um, I don't know. A lot of people probably don't know this, but um, we're doing a little bit of research, and you can, you know, you can do your own research on this. But this is uh, from a website called Examining the World Mission Society Church of God, um, and so they say that they they were in discussion with somebody, um, and basically what they found out is that Ong Song Hong was legally married to a woman named Huang Wan Soon. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Thank you. And together they had three children. Uh, by the way, his children's name are written on the back of his tombstone. So we do know that he did have three children, um, which means that he he was married. Either he he was married or he had three children out of wedlock. Yeah. So either way, uh, there's an issue starting to rise up. Um, and then one of his three children remains a member of the NCPCOG. Um, so... One of Ong Song Hong's three kids, still alive and is not a member of the World Mission Society Church of God, but rather is a member of a uh, of a different group, a group who has contrasting belief systems. So right off the bat, that's an interesting thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like that. <clears throat> can you imagine if, like, that? What that's saying is that God came into the world again, and He was not even able to keep His children all uh, biblically rooted and grounded. He wasn't even able to keep his own kids uh, safe inside the truth, but actually one of them went away. If, if, if If he wasn't able to do that with his own personal three children, which... I mean, that doesn't even make sense that he would have kids. There's issues with that. But the fact that, you know, he did have kids. And so even let's just assume, uh, you know, that that's not a problem, that he could have kids. But still, he wasn't able to keep them. One of them went astray. Like, isn't that? Even to this day, that should. So that should raise a red flag. Like, why is this, why is he not a part of this group? Why is he not, because it's right, Passover. So if he's not a part of this one church that keeps Passover on this special day, and it's the only way to be saved, yeah, the son of the second second coming Messiah. Yeah, just that yeah. should be an instant red flag. Okay, yep. what's up? Yeah, yeah. Why, why is he not following what you guys believe is his, his second coming Christ, his own blood DNA father's teaching? Um, okay, so another thing, uh, Ong Song Hong never legally divorced his wife, Huang Wan Sun, son. Um, he never legally divorced her, um, and she died about three years ago. Well, this was written, obviously, a while so back. She died, so she died in about 2008. 
Um, and Ong Song Hong never legally married Zong Gil Ja. So for those of you who don't know, Zong Gil Ja is another Korean woman who the World Mission Society Church of God believes is Mother God. Who, But Ong Song Hong and Zong Gil Ja were together. But the, the, the information, I think when you dig into it, what you find out is that they weren't actually legally married. So Ong Song Hong... He had three kids. That's weird. It's weird that Jesus would come again and have three blood children. Yeah. That, that's just weird. But what's more weird is that he had those children with, with a woman who he was married to, not, not Zong Gil Ja, not God yeah. the Mother. So he was married before, um, never legally divorced this woman, but, but then married or was got together with Zong Gil Ja, who is now mother God yeah. in Korea. So already we're seeing some very um, concerning things about the character of this guy. Um, what What's going on with this guy, <coughs> with especially with these relationships um, with these women? Yeah. Do you have any yeah. thoughts on that? Uh, just what comes to my mind, and people can test this, but um, even Jesus was so specifically when he talked um in the gospels about marriage uh, and, and challenged them and said that, you know, you were only given the, Moses gave you a certificate of divorce because of how stubborn you were. And just basically implies it was a flaw and it's not good. And you shouldn't, you got to stay together. And, and then in the epistles, you know, Paul's saying, if you have an unbelieving spouse, don't leave them because mm -hmm. hopefully you'll win them. So it's like marriage is such a special thing. It's high the, standard. It's a high standard. It represents Christ and the bride. Yeah. It's huge. Um, and so then to say that, Christ came back and he couldn't keep a marriage together, yeah. had three kids and left and went to be with somebody else. It's just, it's so obvious. Like, all right, that does not line up with the Jesus of yeah. the Bible. This is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. Okay. Um, the next, the next interesting fact is that Ong Song Hong died in 1985. Yeah. Okay. Why is that interesting? Why is that an interesting fact? Well, it's interesting because According to the World Mission Society Church of God, this is second coming Christ. This is Christ who came again in the flesh. This is God who came to, to live on earth again. Why did he die? Yeah. What, how did he die? And he just died of natural causes. Um, so, um, biblically, there's four scriptures here I want to look at. Romans 6.10, where it says about Jesus, about Christ, it says the death he died he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So <clears throat> right here in uh, Romans, we're seeing that Paul, is, Paul says clearly that Jesus, that Christ came and he died once for all. Um, so we see that same thing in Romans 6.20. For we know that since uh, Christ was uh, raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Christ came and he died physically one time. The testimony of the scripture is that he would not die a second time. That, that when Jesus rose again, he got a resurrection body. He got a new body that was perfect and that was not, not of the, the corruption of this old earth. Um, also, you know, just just another thing off off the top of my head as I'm thinking about this is like you think about places like Ephesians where it says that Christ is seated yeah. in the heavenly places. And so like there, there's just never like a, I don't know, it's never like insinuated that yes, Christ will go up to heaven. He'll yeah. sit at the right hand of God 
for a certain amount of time, then he's going to go back to Earth yeah. as a baby again. He's going to go back through the whole humanity thing yeah. and partake in flesh and blood once yeah. more, and he's going to die again. Like, yeah. what? It just like, doesn't – that that alone just doesn't stand the test of anybody who's like, well, let me look into history. Let me look into the Bible. Okay, obviously, here's all these prophecies of Jesus. Jesus comes. Huge impact on history. Huge. Yep. And – um yeah, so yeah, that like makes even sense. Our, even our like our dating system. Yeah, exactly. Dating system. Everybody knows I have atheist, agnostic friends who know they can't deny Jesus was real, um, and it's and they have a hard time even talking about the resurrection because they know historically it's so good. Um, but yeah, this is literally just anybody who says this. The challenge is the only evidence from this is this church implying it that's it yeah they have no evidence nothing uh, it just doesn't stand the test and then it just doesn't even logically make sense it, yeah so revelation 118 this is jesus speaking and he says that he is the living one i was dead and behold now i am alive forever and ever he's alive forever and ever he was dead. And what's he referring to here? Um, he's not referring to a spiritual death or, or any other kind of death. He's referring to his, the death of his physical body. He died, and now he's alive forever and ever. Uh, obviously, the, the testament of, of Revelation is that Jesus would not die a second time. Um, and then lastly, he, Hebrews 6.20, it says, Where Jesus, our, our forerunner, um, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So what's being uh, taught in this verse is that Jesus would, Jesus, the, the significant thing here is that it's it's the name Jesus that's mentioned. And it yeah. says Jesus personally um, will, uh, he has become a high priest forever. So the priesthood of Jesus will never end. Like it's not, it's not, going to come to an end. There's not going to be a time where Jesus stops being high priest so that Aung San Hong can yeah. then continue the work of priesthood. Mm -hmm. Jesus is going to be a high priest forever. And um, and I talked about this a little bit, I think, in the last video where you see this, this sort of uh, um, these words used in Hebrews like 10 or 12 times where it's referencing Jesus and it says he'll be a high priest forever or that his sacrifice was once and for all. And so, yeah. Ong Song Hong died in 1985. If you simply compare it to these clear Bible verses, um, it's clear he cannot be Christ. He cannot be God in the flesh. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, two more quick things, and we're not going to go into these ones too much. But another thing, Ong Song Hong claimed at one point that Passover was the greatest commandment of the law. And so I don't, I don't have this quote. Um, and so you don't have to trust me on this because you can actually find that the World Mission Society Church of God websites actually agree with this. They know that there is this quote from Ong Song Hong where he specifically said, Passover is the greatest commandment of the law. The reason this is a problem is because we know that Jesus, when asked what is the greatest commandment, he said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, that these are the greatest uh, commandments. So why did Ong Song Hong disagree with Jesus? Um, lastly, of the interesting facts before we get into his book, um, he never claimed to be Christ. 
Not once did Ong Song Hong claim that he was second coming Christ or that he was God in the flesh. Actually, he said he was Elijah. He claimed that he was Elijah. And on his tombstone, it's written that he is Elijah, not second coming Christ. So if you are a member of the World Mission Society Church of God, you are believing things about Ong Song Kong that he did not believe about himself. You are claiming things about him that he didn't even believe. So, yeah, I would encourage you to think about that. Yeah, Jesse, what thoughts do you have before we jump into the <laughs> No, that's good. I think that's good. It's a, it's a, on the whole him not claiming that it's um, and then everything. Look at just can I challenge people compare the two? Uh, Jesus, we say he's the Son of God. Um, we say he lowered himself, came to earth. Well, these are all things you find in Scripture. Uh, Jesus called himself the Son of Man. So it's like everything we're we're saying about Jesus. Jesus claimed. We're not saying anything Jesus mm-hmm. didn't claim. Um, and then here comes, yeah, on Song Kong. I just think that's such a good point. Everything that this church is saying that he was, you read this book and you're just like, you can't even find it. And then what we're about to get into, he just destroys the doctrine, mm-hmm. the Mother God doctrine. He just rips it apart. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's that's kind of the main thing we're going to get into with this book is that first, what we just talked about is that he, that two of the most fundamental <clears throat> beliefs of, and foundational beliefs of the world and society is that one, Ong Song Hong is second coming Christ. Yeah. Two, that there is a mother God who we must believe in and trust in in order to be saved. Right. Guys, if you're a member of the World Mission Society Church of God, you need to know that Ong Song Hong himself refuted and he blatantly denied both of those ideas. Yeah. Okay, so Ong Song Hong's book. Um, again, the title is uh, uh, "Interpretation on New Jerusalem and the Issue of Heading, Head Covering of Brides," and you can put it on the link. Yes, yeah, we'll Go put the link to the this link book. There. There's a PDF file. Cool. We don't have an actual copy of the book, which I'm guessing it's probably like uh, it'd probably be super expensive to get hold of this book <laughs> and very rare. The reason why it's so hard to get a hold of is because. The World Mission Society, Church of God, hides it. They they keep it uh, hidden, and they don't want people knowing about it. They don't want not only the outside world, but even their members. Like, if you're a member, there's probably a really good chance you haven't even heard of this book yeah. because they don't they don't really want you to know about it. And that's not just that's not just Jordan saying that or me. Yeah, like I said earlier, we just watched this. I think he just re- or he released it in April this year that the who is a member for 15 years, he said this book specifically members are not told about and he was not told about. So Jordan Young, who we're hoping to interview, um, he has, I think, four or five videos um, up on YouTube, but he's a former member. This is who Jesse's referring to. He he was in the church for 15 years is what? That's what I think it said on his title, yeah. Yeah, so he talked about how um, that they just, this book was hard to get or that they just didn't. I think I, I think he, and we'll meet with him soon, but I, I think I heard him say, yeah, 15 year member. Um, he, I think he specifically said, he named the book and he said, and members don't know about this or aren't told about yeah, this. They're not told, which is strange. Like again, if second coming Christ had written an entire book, like with his own words and they don't, they don't, it's not that the world Mrs. society denies that he wrote it. Like you can, I mean, you can go to your own website. You can go to probably almost any of the different World Mission Society, like the official websites, mm-hmm. and they f- 
fully acknowledge this book. They fully acknowledge not only that it exists, but that it was written by Aung San Kong himself, that it's not like somebody made it up and wrote it and then claimed that Aung San Kong wrote it. The, the World Mission, Mission Society Church of God acknowledges that he wrote this book. So why is it if if you're, if the second coming Christ, again, God in the flesh was on this earth and he wrote a book, wouldn't you want to know what he said? Yeah. Like what, and, and why as a church would you hide that book from your members? What is there to hide? Um, and so that's confusing. Um, and so, yeah, so this is, again, like Jesse's saying, this isn't just us saying this, like this is members, yeah. 15 year member here telling, telling you that um, this is something that the, the church tries to hide. They, they don't want their members to know about. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna jump into some of the places in this book and we're gonna read some of the quotes from him and, and kind of just talk about some of these things that he said. Um, so first we're gonna do chapter seven, is that right? Yeah, chapter seven. Um, Which this, uh, what he covers in chapter seven, we have used uh, Galatians 4. We've specifically, um, when I first ran into these guys in uh, North Dakota, this was actually their go-to. Like this was like hmm. um, the first thing they brought up to me was Galatians 4, um, 22 through 26, uh, Mother Jerusalem. Yep. And so, yeah, so we'll talk about So, this. yeah, why don't you go ahead and read that? Yeah, so a couple of things he says. So he reads the scripture. He says, they use this, this is on Song Yong. They use this passage to assert that Um Sun, which is this woman in his time, he's writing against her. She's claiming to be the new Jerusalem and mother God. He's writing against her. Um, she claims that uh, Um Sun is our mother who has come down from heaven. Um Sun truly believed that Hagar is the earthly Jerusalem while Sarah is the heavenly Jerusalem. And then he makes a statement. The only reason that Apostle Paul wrote Galatians 4, 22 through 26 is to clarify that the history of uh, the family of Abraham is prophetic. Uh, it is prophetic for the old covenant and the new covenant. So this is find this book, go to the link, chapter seven, read his words. Hmm. He, he basically calls her out and says she's totally misusing this. Paul definitely was talking about old covenant, new covenant. Um, so that's Galatians. That's in, in reference to Galatians 4, yeah. 22 through 26, um, which is one of their, one of what, like uh, three or four of like the only scriptures that they really use to support the idea of mother God. So, this is like, again, like Jesse said, when you run into these guys, like this is going to be, this is m m almost definitely a scripture they are, will bring up to try to convince Well, because, you. and this, the reason, which is kind of ironic, they have to go to this because it's one of the few scriptures they can find that says mother. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it says mother Jerusalem. So they're going to have to use it. They got to use it. And yeah. to their disadvantage, Paul says, I'm speaking allegorically. Yeah. So, unfortunately, yeah. he explains what it's about. So... The World Mission Society uses Galatians 4, 22 through 26 to try to say that, see, in Galatians, it references heavenly Jerusalem, which Paul says is our mother. Um, the World Mission Society, their argument is, see, this is mother God. This is a reference to God the mother who you know comes out of heaven we see in Revelation. Well, here's the problem that, that we're finding as we're reading this. In Ong Song Hong's book, um, if you didn't pick that up, let me read this part one more time. Um, he's referencing Galatians 4. He says, this is a prophecy of the old covenant and the new covenant. 
Hagar refers to the law of Moses received on Mount Sinai and the Israelites of the flesh of the earth, earthly Jerusalem, while Sarah refers to the new covenant that Jesus Christ established. Um, uh, and so... Mark's had it. I don't even know. Yeah, what is that? That's I weird. I have no idea. My, there's a couple of weird typos in there. Yeah, there are some weird typos. So, But so, I think... Go ahead. I am curious if I'm asking you this while we make this video, but uh -huh. makes it more real. Um, he says, um, uh, so in states that I am Isaac with weakness of sight while claiming that she is Sarah. Yeah. Is he talking about himself? He's, he's talking about, so, so the set yeah. kind of the context for this, um, this, where's her name? Uh, um, Swin. Yeah. Man, these are. Um, Swin. Let's do that's that. That's a new, um, that's a good name for your next, uh, child. Um, is so in. Okay. Um, I'm, um, so in. <laughs> I'm so into this, this okay. video. Okay. <laughs> Move on. All right. Okay. Um, so <laughs> this lady, this Korean woman, um, she wrote a book that basically wherein she claimed that she was God the mother. She found a few places like this and started to say she was mother God who was walking on earth. And so this book that we're reading from, Ong Song Hong's book, he wrote this book to refute that idea, to, to oppose this woman and to oppose the things she was teaching about, about mother God. And so, so yeah, so when he says that, I, I, what I'm getting from that is that this woman was in the book she wrote was actually saying things against Ong Song Hong. And, and, uh, and so he's actually defending himself in this book and, yeah. and refuting some of the things she says. But here's the thing. The argument that he is refuting from Galatians is the exact argument that the World Mission Society Church of God actually uses to support yeah. their views of Mother God. So we have this woman, Um, um So In, who um, claims she was Mother God. And to support that claim, she used... Galatians 4, 22 through uh, 26. And so she used it in the same exact way that the World Mission Society Church of God members use it today. And Ong Song Hong actually wrote a chapter of this book to specifically address that very argument yeah. and that very scripture. And he refutes it in the same way that me and Jesse have. Yeah. Like I haven't even read this. Yeah. Like this today was the first time actually for myself I think read read through this chapter, yeah. and it's just so interesting. I think we both found is yeah. that Ong Song Hong actually agrees with us. Like, yeah. you can go back and listen to multiple of our videos where we've talked about what we believe Galatians is actually teaching, Galatians four, and, and how we reply to the World Mission Society Church of God. Well, come to find out, if you go and read Ong Song Hong's book, he agrees with us. Yeah. Like he he yeah. agrees with our interpretation rather than agreeing with the World Mission Society Church yeah. of God. Which made us feel good. Because like, yeah. I was the same I'd, as I uh, was reading through this today. Yeah, it's like, oh, and we'll get to some of the later arguments that is the same stuff that, and we're not saying we like, oh, look how wise we are. But just we as uh, Bible-believing Jesus followers were able to see, wait, no, that's not what that says. Yeah. And so even on Song Hong was like, this is not what that he says. Was even able, yeah, yeah, he was even able to see it. Yeah. So the question you should ask yourself is one of these foundational, one of like a, a handful of the few foundational scriptures you use to support your most biggest claim, arguably, about Mother God, your, your founder, who you believe is Second Coming Christ, actually specifically refuted that scripture and the argument that you guys use it for. He actually 
completely deny that it could be taken in that way or should be. Um, so is there is there more? Should we keep reading in this ch- chapter On this here? One. Um, Let's see. Uh, he just talks about how he says how extremely scandalous oh, is this. Um, oh yeah. So he. Do you want me to read the Isaac thing about how yeah, that go, works? Go ahead. Yeah, so I, and he I don't says, fully, I'm not fully on on board with. The well, what's line. funny is that what's it, the guy we might interview? He had this in his notes oh, on his he? video. Yeah, yeah. So he says, um, according to the prophecy, Galatians four twenty two through twenty four, Sarah is the heavenly Jerusalem. However, if the new Jerusalem is Um Soen, she has then married her son. The reason for this is that Isaac is the son of Sarah, and it is said that Isaac is also Christ, Galatians 3.16. Umsoen has then become the mother of Christ as well as the bride of Christ. And then Ansar just goes on to say, how scandalous is this? It just it doesn't make sense. It's weird. And yeah, maybe you can yep. read Galatians 3.16. So yeah, Galatians 3.16, which says that the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Yeah. Scripture does not say into seeds, meaning many people, but into your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. So, yeah, there's some referencing going on to uh, Isaac here that obviously ultimately is pointing to Jesus. This this is about Christ specifically. But his point is that, um, yeah, there's just some weird things here yeah. that you, you see this also in the Revelation verse that's used where you see, like, if you follow the conclusions of, of the World Mission Society's interpretation of Galatians and Revelation uh, 22, I think, then ultimately what you have is you have Mother God marrying her son. Yeah. Um, you have her marrying God the Son. Um, which and is it just seems like the weird. And one of the points to walk away with is that the one you call Christ the second coming is saying this is scandalous. This is weird. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. And he's calling her out that somebody would say she's Mother God and then she would marry the Christ. He's just making a point. Like, this does not add up. Yep. And then he ends it by saying, please think of what will become of her sin and the sin of those who follow after her. And so he's, you know, he, even Ong Song Hong had some form like of an awareness of the seriousness of believing in a doctrine of mother God and of claiming that, that there's a woman walking on the earth today who is the heavenly Jerusalem, God and God, the mother. Um, he's actually speaking some pretty uh, intense words here about like, you know, he says, think of what will become of her sin and the sin of those who follow her. And so, yeah, this isn't just an exhortation to, um, to consider these things, and especially just that if Ong Song Kong himself is specifically denying that Galatians teaches Mother God, then that should make you, as members, really consider why you are believing it. Why why are you using Galatians as an argument to support your beliefs? And, and for those of you guys who are encountering members and trying to speak with them um, and, and uh talk through them about your differences. This is a really good thing to know that, that Ong Song Hong said that he actually, he, he specifically personally refuted the, the argument that the members are going to inevitably uh, bring to you is that Galatians 4, 22 through 26 teaches Mother God. Well, Ong Song Hong specifically addressed that and denied it and refuted it. So yeah, this is just a good thing to know. Yeah, um, good. Jump to chapter eight of his book. 
Yeah, I don't know what you have highlighted. I have this. Um, Where are you at? Do you have something mm, before that? No, uh, I don't. I don't have anything highlighted. Yet, so you can just. So in uh, chapter 8, I'll just read this. He says, The new Jerusalem, which is written of in Revelation 21 through 1 through 4, the tabernacle of God, and then he says, abides with human beings. However, this tabernacle is a spiritual building, not a person. So making that really clear, it's not a person coming out of heaven, which is what okay. they're saying and what she's saying. Okay, so we're, I'm going to try to find that so I can... Yeah. Okay, here it is. So, however, this tabernacle is a spiritual building, yep, exactly. not a person. Not a person. So, just again, another point. Like, why why is An Sang Hung trying to make a point that it's ridiculous that this lady's saying she's a building? Yep. And, and we've run into that. We uh, to where they were turning it a little bit on us. Like, wait, you're so, what? Like, it's so clear she's coming out of heaven. It's the New Jerusalem. It's a person. It's a woman. And here's the second coming uh, Christ saying, this is ridiculous. It's not. It's a, yeah. Yep. So that's Revelation 21, 1 through 4. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death, mourning, crying, or pain for the former things have passed away. Okay. Where's... Where's her coming out of heaven? Where's that? I thought that's what he was referring to, but. I think he was talking Jerusalem, about the New Jerusalem. Revelation 21, 1 through 4. Did I go to the right place? Oh, 1 he through did 4. Let me just four. go. Let me just do this. Revelation 21. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Okay, so again, like Galatians, this is one of the, the key scriptures that they will most definitely bring up to you if you if you encounter them. This is one of their, their like the three or four texts from the Bible that they, they use to try to support Mother God. This is a big one for them. And so they're saying that this new Jerusalem who's coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride, that this is a reference to uh, Mother God. Well, here we have um, Ong Song Hong saying this tabernacle, this, this new Jerusalem that's coming down out of heaven is a spiritual building, not a person. Um, and so again, um, I think the World Mrs. Society Church of God is aware of this. And I was listening to um, Mike Winger, if you guys have heard about him, talking about this, this issue. And he said that the church, I think, is aware of this. And so what they will say is, is uh, yeah, um, the, the New Jerusalem um, isn't only a building. It is a building, but it's also a person, is kind of how they'll try to get around this, is, is what I heard. But the problem is, Ong Song Hong said, is not a person. He didn't say it's... it's it, it is a building and it's also a person, or he didn't say it's not just a person. He said it's, it's a tabernacle, it's a spiritual building, and it is not a person. Um, there's no way of getting around this. Yeah. That What we're seeing again is the way that the World Mission Society interprets Revelation 21 to support the idea of Mother God. Um, here we have Ong Song Hong just very specifically acknowledging that that interpretation of this passage and then directly refuting it. Yeah. And then I think it's important to read that when he goes on, he says, then, as they would ask this question, why does our church, talking about his church, assert that the new Jerusalem is the saints or the church? Uh, he says, the reason is, is that 
all the churches think that the building is the church in the New Jerusalem. However, I am definitely testifying so that it is more clear that where the place that the saints gather is the church and the place where the 144,000 saints would enter is the New Jerusalem. And so hmm. just, I, again, he, he's just saying it's a building again. Yeah, he's just not. making a point. And then I like, I just kind of interesting that he says, our church says this. You're wondering why? It's because all the church say it. It's because all these churches are saying it because they're all reading it and they mm -hmm. get it. It's so clear. So, yeah, so I'm going to connect these. So he's saying that the new Jerusalem who's coming out of, down out of heaven, he's acknowledging that some say this is a reference to Mother God. He's saying, no, that's not the case. This is not a person. Yeah. It's not a person. It's not a mother God is what Ong Song Hong is. This isn't us saying this yeah. about Revelation right now. Although we do agree, we, we agree with Hong Song Hong. Yeah. This is who you believe is second coming Christ who is saying the new Jerusalem in Revelation 21, that is not a person. That is not mother God. That is a building. It's a reference to a building. Um, and so... Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that on this point, as far as how we interpret Revelation 21, mm -hmm. me and Jesse right now actually are in closer agreement to Ong yeah. Song Hong's views of it than any member of the World Mission Society Church of God I have ever talked yeah. to. And if we would uh, as say we had no idea about what this church believed and somebody mentions on song hong so we go look we see that they say he wrote this book this is his book we read this book if i read this book and then i went and sat and had coffee with a member i would be so confused because i'd be like i just read on song hong's book mm -hmm. and he just refuted everything yeah. you just preached to me yeah like i thought you're you're telling me that this is second coming christ then why are you clearly disagreeing with yeah. what he believes. And so like right now, that's the question I would ask to a member is why do you disagree with Ong Song Kong about how to interpret Galatians 4 and Revelation 21? Um, so let's go to the next chapter yeah, here. This that is really good. Which chapter is this? Uh, this will be chapter nine. Chapter nine. Okay. Wait, no, just kidding. Chapter, is it 11? Yeah, chapter 11, sorry. Okay. So chapter 11, what I have highlighted, he reads all these scriptures um, of the, looks like the New Jerusalem and the prophecy, all this. And then he says his words. Um, do you want me to wait till you get No, there? go ahead. Okay. I'm just, so I'm he says at the bottom, right before chapter 12, he says, all of the above scripture refers to the time when we will encounter the eternal heaven as the new heaven and the new earth and also the new paradise. However, Um Soin is stating that the new heaven and new earth is here now and the new Jerusalem is living now on this earth, her. Mm. Nobody except some, this is his words, nobody except someone who is not in their right state of mind can believe and follow after this. And then he, yes. and then he warns, please think of this carefully. Yeah, which just wow. like, again, like he's just, it, you can tell that he was actually going, not only just like obviously trying to just demolish everything she's saying, and he just thought it was so out of this world. Um, he is warning her followers, like, please think so carefully about what she's saying right now and how, I feel like he's making the point because he read all those scriptures before, yeah. how clearly it contradicts everything I just read from the Bible. Yep. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing about that too is that, <clears throat> at that time, Zong Gil Jha was alive, right? And walking on the earth. <laughs> so 
He's saying <laughs> that the new Jerusalem, the idea that the new Jerusalem is living now on this earth and walking around, he's saying you have to be out of your mind to believe that. Yeah. Well, obviously there he's clearly saying Zongil Jah is not the new Jerusalem, is not heavenly Jerusalem, is not mother God. Yeah. This is, again, this is not me and Jesse right now saying this, although we agree. Yeah. This is Ong Song Hong, who you believe is God, who came a second time in the flesh, Christ. He is specifically saying Zongil Jah is not heavenly Jerusalem, is not, is not mother God. Yep. Yeah. Do you have anything else in that chapter? Nope. The next one I had was uh, 16. 16. Which That's is what I had. really good stuff, I think. Yep. Okay. Um, do you have anything before I start over where he... So chapter 16. Um, yeah, you go and jump in. So the I'm... one I highlighted is towards the end there, or the middle, I guess, okay. right before he references Revelation 19. He says, next... Let's examine the biblical passages on the issue of the bride. So this is huge. This we have talked with uh, members multiple times. Uh, we love them, but I'll just say they multiple times may try, I don't know, kind of implied our stupidity that we didn't get that the bride was one person. Like yeah. I just remember that. Like, are you are you kidding me? Like they just kind of believe that we didn't see it. Um, so then he says, let's talk about the bride. It is written that the spirit and the bride say, obviously say come, uh, mm -hmm. Revelation twenty two seventeen. It is true that the bride here is the same bride found in Revelation twenty one nine through ten, since it is written, come. I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. The wife of the lamb is the saints. So here he is, An Song Hong has just made the point that we agree with, that we brought up to these guys, um, and that if anybody, if there's a member that happens to still be watching, I'm sure as I say that you're already just like in defense, like, nope, it's not. And so here's An Song Hong, the wife of the lamb is the saints. Yeah. Clear as day. Again, yeah. yes, we agree. We agree yeah. with oh, that. Yeah. Like that's, Absolutely. again, this is almost shocking to read out of the mouth of Ong Song Hong because um, this is... This is what we try to argue for when we're talking to members. This is our belief about what Revelation 21 is teaches, what, what Revelation 21 teaches. But when we talk to members of the church, they blatantly, clearly disagree. They do not believe that the wife of the lamb is the saints. Here's the deal. Hong Song Hong does. He does think yeah. that the wife of the lamb is the saints. Uh, once again, um, what are what are we now? We're like three zero. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Ong yeah, Song Hong on it. each point so far of the the major scriptures used to support Mother God. Ong Song Hong agrees with with me and Jesse. He agrees with um, the 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 non-members of the world, which is Society Church of God. He he yeah. agrees with a. Uh, a Christian perspective rather than a World Mission Society Church of God perspective. And that's worth asking, why Why is that? Why does Ong Song Hong himself disagree with the way you guys are interpreting these, these texts, these passages? Um, and not only that, but for those of you, you know, you, you members who are having to go out and you're having to preach to people on the streets and, and you are most definitely probably using these texts, Revelation 22, and you're saying the bride who's saying come is actually 
Mother God. Well, as you're doing that, you're actually, you're actually by saying that, saying that Aung San Kong was a liar or he got it wrong he, or he misunderstood the Bible. He didn't get it right. Um, you're saying that your views are better than Aung San Kong's uh, views. Yeah. No, that's good. And I think uh, right above that, he says, then we must seriously. So he's talking and he talks about how she claims that it was her voice that came out from the throne of God saying the spirit and the bride say come. Mm -hmm. um, he talks about how how arrogant that somebody would say that. Uh, and then above what we just read, he says, then we must seriously examine whether the words that Umsoin has spoken are true or false. If what she has claimed is not true, it is an obvious act of blasphemy. So I just like his point here. And um, you could say this about any any religion, right? Like mm -hmm. if you're claiming somebody's deity, um, divine, and you f start finding out some stuff they've said is not true, it's blasphemy. It's yep. not true. They're a false prophet. Like it, just, it doesn't add up. That's It's it, so easy. To, it's black and white. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like even he's making this comment about her. Like she's, she's made all these statements that she's the new Jerusalem. She's mother God. And it's wrong. It's blasphemous. She's a false prophet. And that's on song hung. Yep. And with that, you know, I think it'd be worth actually, let's just go back. Let's go back to the beginning of chapter 16. And I'm just I'm just going to read through this and just listen to some of the things he says. Um, so he says, let's read the Bible passages that Umsoen uses to claim that she is the only bride. If the matter at hand proves to be false, we must know that everything that she says is false. Umsoen refers to the biblical passages of Revelation 22, 17. Umsoen claims that she is the bride in the passage. The spirit and the bride say, Come. Furthermore, it is incredible that Umsuan says that the voice in the passage, which, and then he quotes, and I heard a loud voice from the, from the throne, is Umsuan herself. So she's claiming that this voice is herself. The throne of God is a place that only he abides. He, <laughs> only yeah. he, I'm going to circle that. Oops, wrong one. The throne of God is a place that only he, so he, he's kind of agreeing with us right here that God, should only can only rightly be referred to in masculine terminology that he only he abides and the lamb of god is at the right hand of god the loud voice coming from the throne cannot come except from the lamb of god but the fact that umsoen arrogantly states that she has made the loud voice reveals that she is extremely mentally ill okay so all these things obviously he's saying about this other woman umsoen yeah. but Everything he's saying absolutely yeah. applies to yeah. Zongil Ja, who now claims that she is Mother God, who claims that it's her voice speaking here, that she's the one who says, come. Yeah. Um, and so Ong Song Hong, if he was alive today, what he would say to Zongil Ja is that you're in danger. You're speaking blasphemy. Yeah. You you are, are a liar. And then what he says here at the beginning is that we know that everything that she she says must be false since this is so clearly false what she's saying yeah um yeah that's interesting yeah very clear <laughs> um yeah so then i had uh the next thing i had written down here um oh well if you're ready to move on from that yeah go i i did have a thought but it just kind of uh yeah i'll just while he looks for that i just uh 
when we had talked earlier in this video about how there were some things we brought up and we realized, oh, Ansar Han was using the same arguments. Uh, one of them, I remember when we first started meeting with them, I just accidentally stumbled upon this probably through like a reading um, devotion or something, but uh, Jeremiah uh, 7. So in Jeremiah 7, you get God describing, I'll read it. The children gather wood, the, the fathers light the fire, and the women knead the dough and make cakes of bread for the queen of heaven. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger, but I am the one they are provoking, declares the Lord. Are they not rather harming themselves to their own shame? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My anger and my, my wrath will be poured out on this place, O man and beast, on the trees of the field and on the fruit of the ground, and it will burn and not be quenched. So there's Yahweh's response to his people offering bread and sacrifice to the queen of heaven. And so Aung San Hung literally, he, uses, he says his words, a curse is received by making an offering to the queen of, uh, of heaven in chapter 17. Um Suen fulfills the prophecy of Jeremiah by claiming that she alone came down to this earth from the new Jerusalem and that people must serve her in order to receive great blessings. So here's my challenge uh, to members too. Like so first off, Jeremiah 7. Like, how do you read that? You can't claim anything other uh, than she is a queen, right? So we say Jesus is our king. Jesus is God in flesh. He, Of course, he rules over us. He's our king. This woman you're saying is Yahweh in flesh is obviously your queen. And the Yahweh of the Bible despised that his people were doing this. And then Aung San Hong even says she fulfills this prophecy. Um, so yeah, so my challenge to you is like, do you think this is healthy? Like I remember being in the church and seeing many pictures of just like Westerners traveling to South Korea to hold her hand, to walk with her, to eat with her, obviously to receive blessings. And so yeah. it just like, it outright fulfills the anger of the Lord in Jeremiah yep. seven. And so you, you read the part here that is interesting that says, Umsuen claims that she is the only bride, the new heavens and the new Jerusalem. Yeah. Through this, she becomes a queen. Yes. She yeah. receives. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So he's just specifically applying this, this fearful condemning verse about claiming that you are, you know, the queen of heaven, which she would have to be. Yeah. And, and condemning that. Yeah. And he um, says, well, I, what's kind of funny is down a little bit more. He says, because they'll say this, I guess. He says, this prophecy is said to refer to the Roman Catholic Church worshiping Mary, but it becomes more clear evidence against Umsuen. So he, even Ansang Hong is saying, they're going to switch this on you to say, oh, this is about the Catholic Church. And Ansang Hong says, no, this backfires in their face. This is just clear evidence that they're wrong. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So I did remember what I wanted to bring up quick. Back to chapter 16. Um and this this is this is a little bit off topic, I guess, but it still is just an interesting thing I wanted to point out. So, it says the throne of God is a place that only He abides, and the Lamb of God is at the right hand of God. So, actually, let me do this. So you have um, the Lamb of God at the right hand of God. Okay. So why I'm pointing this out, and this is this is a conversation for another day. Um, but here, what we're seeing is we're seeing two persons um and as a modalistic point of, uh, yeah is that is that what the right yeah, word modalism yeah okay yeah. um so the world mystery society church of god which is 
modalistic in their beliefs, which is that basically God, there's one God, one person, and he just uh, appears under different names. Puts on different masks. Different masks. And different if you titles. look at the history of this, it was rejected by the church. Yeah, the early way church. Way back, yeah. And so so here, here we're seeing a place where like that just doesn't make sense because we had the Lamb of God, one. So here's one person who is at the right hand of God. Yeah. Two. So, so there, yeah. So there's a, a, a plurality within the being of God being described here. Um, again, that's something we can get into more in the future, but I, I just wanted to bring that out. Um, yeah. What else did you have? I might, I just had one more. I'll just read this just so people can uh, yeah. have it. I wish I would in my screenshot. I can't quite see where it was. Um, I believe it's maybe still within chapter, maybe it's chapter 18. Um, chapter 18. Uh, or, yeah, I don't know. He says, there, Therefore, through the work of preaching the gospel in each age, the building of the temple is completed by the number of the saints on earth reaching their full number. No matter how well a building of a church is built on earth, it will be destroyed at the end of the times. Nevertheless, the saints who represent the temple will meet the bridegroom as holy brides when the bridegroom comes as the final ruler. Therefore, the church is represented as a bride and the saints as the bride. So there's just An Song. Did you happen to find that? Yep. Yeah. So there's An Song Han again making the point. Guys, the bride is the saints. It's so clear. It's how they're described. And Jesus is the bridegroom, and it's and it's the church who's going to meet the bridegroom when he comes. Um, so it's just An uh, Song Han harping on the point again that she is so wrong, and then in his words, arrogant to say that she's the one bride. Yep. So the saints, again, over and over in, in different chapters in his own book, Ong Song Hong is saying that it's the saints yeah. who are the bride. Um, yeah. And so, again, I think a good way to conclude this is just by saying again that Ong Song Hong agrees with me and Jesse. Um, it seems like everyone, I think the only, the only one I can think of, at least, uh, scripture like that they really use to support mother God that wasn't addressed here that we, at least that we found is Genesis one. Um, I wish we had some writing from Aung San Hong about Genesis one and what he thinks about that, but we don't have that in front of us. Um, but as far as the other scriptures that the world mission society church of God has used against us and you and will use, um, in conversations with you guys who are watching to prove that there's a mother God, um, these are the scriptures we've looked at tonight that 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 the World Mission Society uses, and Ong Song Hong actually disagrees on every point um, that we brought up on every scripture. Um, he disagrees with the World Mission Society interpretation, and he actually agrees with our interpretation. Um, so, <clears throat> I think um, unless you have thoughts on that, you got a verse there. What do you got? Yeah, I just it comes to my mind. Also, as we're throwing out all these challenges, I was gonna say. Um, uh, so the I keep uh, quoting the guy that hopefully, uh, Lord willing, we can interview. But he even said in his video, um, 
or in the comments below, he listed questions to ask members. And he says, ask them, stay on topic, but ask them, show me one place, one place, Old Testament, New Testament, show me one place that proves Mother God. And so then my challenge to members watching or maybe to anybody watching that has a member or, or a family member in there, um, if you say that and they say she's the great mystery, that's why you can't find her, um, I would go to Ephesians 5 um, and I'll just read 32. The mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. And then earlier in Ephesians, you get the mystery, which is Christ. Uh, so that was just a challenge. Like, it, if this is the biggest thing that sets you apart, if this is the, the great mystery, how can we so easily um, dissect it apart and then also then read the guy that you said was the second coming Christ mm -hmm. who also disagreed with it? Like, I, I don't know how more to say that. Just like mother God, like that, it had better be clear, right? Yeah. If that's for salvation. Yep. And I, I read the New Testament. All I see is I need Jesus. Uh, yep. uh, he read Acts 4.12. There is no other name under heaven by which you may be saved. Yeah, because that's, that's a big thing that they talk about is that mother God is the mystery, you know, yeah. she's the great mystery of the Bible. But here's the thing about that is that that's something the world society member, like they're saying that the Bible is not saying that the Bible never says that right. whenever the Bible talks about the mystery and what the mystery is, it's revolved around Christ yeah. and the, the, the manifestation of what the gospel is and what it's accomplished for mm -hmm. Jews and Gentiles. So again, why, why world mission society, church of God, um, why do you say Mother God is the mystery? Like, what biblical basis do you have to say yeah. that? Show me in the Bible yeah. where the Bible, wh where does the Bible, not, I don't want to hear you tell me Mother yeah. God is the mystery of the Bible. I want to hear the Bible tell me Mother God is the mystery of the Bible. Yeah. Why, when I look at the Bible, does the Bible tell me that its greatest mystery is Christ and the and things that centered around the, the gospel and his first coming and what he accomplished. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And so, and again, why does Aung San Hong on all these, these key scriptures used to support the doctrine of mother God, why does Aung San Hong agree with me and Jesse yeah. every time and not agree with uh, your guys's perspective on these scriptures. And so I think what that brings us back to is that, um, yeah, where we started is Acts, Acts 4, is that salvation exists in no one else, for there, there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Um, and so that name that by which we must be saved is the name of Jesus Christ. Um, and so Ong Song Hong, um, you know, a, apart from him disagreeing with your doctrine, we saw at the beginning he had some major um, character issues. Um, and, and we didn't even get into everything, but, but we know Ong Song Hong, if you honestly examine who he is, uh, his life and what he taught, he is not second coming Christ. You cannot be saved by his name. Yeah. You can only be saved by the name of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so we would challenge you as members, we're going to put the link to the copy of Ong Song Hong's book. We'll put the, the link to that English translation in the video description please read it. Just read it. Um, yeah. If you honestly believe you have the truth, then it there should be nothing fearful about reading your second coming Christ's own book. Um, so I just challenge you to read it. Um, 
Yeah, and and uh, I'm gonna say again that we are we're we're saying this um, in love, and and um, there's there's some intensity maybe, and some like yeah. Uh, what what would you call it? Just like I mean, we're not like <clears throat> we're not tr- gonna try to beat around the bush, and and yeah. and uh, I hope we're not coming across as like rude and mean. Like that's not that's not our yeah. our t- intention. Isn't like we don't even. Our, our qualm, like our main issue isn't with members of the church. Like we yeah. don't blame you guys. So many of you are not intentionally like leading people astray or being led astray. It's, yeah. it's the leadership that it, it's, it's, it's people going back to, you know, Ong Song Hong and Zong Gil Ja, people that were twisted and deceived in their own minds and hearts that then, uh, are deceiving, have deceived others throughout the years, and now you've been deceived. And so um, we just encourage you to think about these things. God would want you to honestly search these things out. Be like the Bereans yeah. um, uh, who diligently search these things out. We know the World Mission Society, that what they're telling you is that to go on the internet to watch videos like this is is eating from the tree of uh, of the knowledge of good and evil. Guys, that's not true. Nowhere in the Bible do you ever see God telling us to not search things out, to not, even if you look at Jesus when he yeah. walked on oh, the yeah. earth, like he was constantly appealing to yeah. the evidence of what he was doing. He wasn't just saying, you better believe me, like don't, like just just believe and, and yeah. throw your brains in the garbage. You don't need to think about what I'm saying. You don't need yeah. to to consider whether it's true or not. He actually challenged, he said, yeah. when a king's going into battle, he stops and he thinks. He or considers. When a, yeah. Yeah, yes. when a guy's going to build a building, he stops and he thinks. So Jesus was specifically saying, you need to think through this. You need to search this out. And then John, even in the Gospel of John at the end, we've written these things so that you might believe. Mm-hmm. So it's not a blind faith. It's a, it's a, here's the proof. Here's the evidence. Search it out. Paul says, test all things. Test it. Yep. And uh, yeah, and just to clarify, like if this was just some random guy on the streets doing this and he didn't have a following... We would never make a video about this. Yeah. But this is, uh, you know, it says many will come and say they're Jesus, right? Like there will be many false Jesuses. So this guy, you're claiming that he was the second coming Jesus. So we're not doing this out of spite. We're doing this like, okay, you say he's the second coming Jesus. We're going to zealously search the scriptures. We're going to challenge everything you throw at us. Because also you're saying your way is the only way to salvation. So this is the only reason, like we, if you're going to say this, if you're going to put somebody as divine, so this woman in Korea, Mm -hmm. then, you know, anybody has the right to actually test it. Is this true? Am I going to devote my life, my eternal salvation to this without searching anything? And that was my other thing was uh, the challenge of what Jordan just said. Like, um, you should be able to go to the, I can go to the, if somebody challenges me, I have my Bible, you know, I don't have to run to Jordan or run. There's discipleship. Yes. And you have elders over you, but like, I, I can go to a country, to a tribe that's never heard the gospel with the Bible, and I have it so simply right there, um, and I don't need to run to leaders to get it. So I challenge you, um, you should be able to, to study this on your own. You shouldn't be in fear of, oh, what if I start looking into this by myself? Will, will my church find out and condemn me? Like that, that right there should be a sign that it's wrong, that they're, uh, they're controlling you in a way that you can't even go by yourself to study the Bible. You can't even read the link that we'll post, you know? Like, so that's my challenge. If you say you're a free thinker and you're seeking out the truth, I challenge you to step out in faith and really test 
what you're telling people. You're going out and evangelizing on the streets and malls, and you're asking people to leave mm-hmm. their faith, and you're telling them they're wrong. You need to know what you're telling them. Mm, you need to be sure that it's yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so First John 2, 27, where he's talking to believers, and he says, As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as as it has taught you, remain in him. And so, obviously, God gave teachers for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. But there's, you know, we've heard this too a lot of uh, from a lot of different former members that they were highly discouraged for a long time to not read the Bible on their own. Like you, you, I think somewhat got in trouble and maybe that's still the case. I don't, you guys can tell us if that's still the case within the church. If they, if they encourage or discourage you actually going and reading the Bible for yourself, um, from what we've heard, they discourage that. So all this, what all this points to them discouraging you from doing what Jesse's encouraging you to do. Just the fact that they discourage you from, going and reading the Bible for yourself, the fact that they discourage you from watching videos like these, from doing any research on the internet, mm-hmm. uh, or, or not even the internet, just like any research at all, like they don't want you to actually think about what you're believing in. Because if you actually start to use your mind to, to objectively analyze what you're being taught, you're going to see the holes. You're going to see the issues. You're going to see that it doesn't it doesn't add up. What you're gonna come across places like what we just show, spent this video showing you, Ong Song Hong himself refuting the foundational uh, doctrines of your group. That is why they do not want you going to the internet. It's not because you're eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That is a lie. They're lying to you when they say that. You are not eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The, the New Testament commended the Bereans um, let me let me just find it because we mentioned that multiple times. So, um, oh man, it's not even pulling it up. So the Bereans, am I spelling that wrong? They uh, noble character oh Thessalonians. Just start typing it again. Okay. First option there. Yeah. So <laughs> Acts seventeen eleven says now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eager, eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. The Bible is commending yeah. the brand Jews because they heard this message. They heard a message that was different than anything they had ever heard or believed about God. And, and rather than just saying, no, this isn't true, um, or rather than just immediately re- receiving it, they went away and they studied the scriptures to see if it lined up. Does this actually hold true? Does this, does this, um, is this consistent? And so the church tells you to not be a Berean, to not be like them. Don't go and examine these things for yourself. Well, when they tell you to not examine things for yourself, they're actually telling you to disobey and to, yeah. to walk in a way that is not commendable. Because the scripture says these guys were of noble character because... They went out and examined the scriptures to see if these things were so. So the World Mission Society Church of God, when they say, don't research, don't look into these things, they're saying, don't be of noble character. Have have bad character by not thinking about what we're telling you. Just receive it without thinking about it. Um, So... Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this lastly, I know this is going on a long time. Uh, just one challenge too is uh, when you read the 
the gospels and then the epistles and you see that Jesus fulfilled all these prophecies and then you start under, then you start reading in Ephesians that everything is ours in Jesus and it's it was by grace and our faith in this gift of grace this undeserved grace uh, we now become sons of God like what in the world and we get it we've recently been talking about this you get to walk in joy and and sonship and and I get to a Abide in Jesus Christ and grow into him. And the joy I find, even on bad days where me and Jordan keep each other accountable, we're able to go before the Lord because of what Jesus has done. And so I just even ask like members in this church, do you find, are you finding that joy? Are you, are you finding this identity and sonship in the man, Jesus Christ? Um, or do you still feel like you're striving to earn uh, this sonship? Are you striving or trying to Earn it by honoring the feast. Earn it by doing this. Earn it by doing this. Um, and if you are, I just challenge you, just read Jesus' words. What does he say? My yoke is easy. My mm-hmm. burden is light. Come with me. Um, and there's just such joy, and that's our passion. We feel like you're because of this false gospel and the teaching from this church, you are missing out on the joy of the Lord and the new life and transformation you can have, even to get you to... It's Jesus alone and his presence that breaks sinful habits. So I even wonder, like, those of you, do you feel like you had sinful habits and you've been able to break out of them because of the church? Or do you feel like you still struggle? You're still you're still where you were before, but now you just have more things on your schedule, more things pulling you away from family. Uh, or do you feel like you're actually edified by the word, growing into Jesus and have a love for Jesus? And that's why you're telling people, not a fear of God. And that's why you're telling people. Yep. Yeah. So if the gospel message that you're believing in and looking to for salvation is is leading to burden and not rest to fear and not peace to judgment and a critical spirit and not love and sincerity then you can know that it's a false gospel and i guarantee you that the message the gospel message of the World Mission Society Church of God is a message. It's a, it's it's not a gospel message because it's not good news. It's bad news that is not going to give you freedom. Um, and so, yeah, if anybody has stuck around this long, thank you. Um, this is a bit of a longer video, but I think it kind of needed to be because we're covering we're covering Ong Song Hong, and so it's kind of um, needed to be a little bit more uh, detailed. And so, thank you for watching. Um, as always. You can listen to, you can find both video and um, audio versions. There will be links for everything in the description. Um, And so, yeah, we're planning to make uh, a lot more videos. We still plan to cover the the green book, I think it's called, where we're going to kind of go through some of the specific arguments in there. And so, yeah, look forward to doing those in the future.